Alright, what's up everybody? Jack Maloney here with Friendly Balance, Hardwood Proxies and Basketball Network. These are our special season preview podcasts. I'm joined by Chris Barnwall and Ryan, aka Tyne Prince. Today we're going to talk about the Sacramento Kings, who have uh, a lot of stuff to talk about because they had a wild offseason as uh, it's sort of just become the status quo in Sacramento. They're, they just do a lot of things and some of them make sense and some of them don't. But they, uh, off the court, picked up um, George Carl is now their coach, obviously, joining last season. Um, and we know how that's that's went with Boogie. Um, Peja Stojakovic is in some form involved with their front office. Vlade Divac is involved. No one's, ent- no one's entirely sure who's running things over there. Uh, but it's a lot of former players. Doug Christie's probably going to get on the phone next. Um, Where the heck is White Chocolate? He didn't. Wasn't he just playing in like a pro am or something? Oh, he's still he's still dominating pro ams. <laughs> um, so like I've been doing that for twenty years, something like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, on the court they picked up Rondo. Obviously, was their biggest on the court addition. They added Marco Bellinelli, who's been dominating for Italy over in Eurobasket. Uh, they signed Karan Butler for some reason. Not really understanding the rationale behind picking him up. Um, they picked up Seth Curry. Uh, he's going to be their third point guard. They drafted Willie Cauley-Stein, who's probably going to start for them. Um, made a few like unbelievably athletic plays in summer league. Uh, we'll we'll get into more on Willie Cauley Stein, Rudy Gay, Demarcus Cousins, Darren Collison still in town, Ben McElmore, um, is Mackling he needs to mackle a little more for them. Uh, they lost Sauce Castillo, tragic, a tragic loss. He's gone to the Sixers. They freed Jason Thompson, so, who somehow spent like seven years in Sacramento. You are free, Jason Thompson. He's Rome, the NBA landscape forever. <laughs> Thompson is no longer involved. Last year they were twenty nine and fifty three. Obviously, things didn't go so well. They they started out pretty well, and then, you know, it's just it's the Kings. Things fall apart. So, let's just start with Willie Cauley Stein, uh, who is their big first round top ten pick. What do you guys think? What's a what's a productive season for for Willie? Just, start, Chris. Okay, you go for it. Just uh, making just making an impact, I guess. Like a, he's going to be a rookie, so you can't really expect him to be good on defense, even though that's probably going to end up right. being his calling card. He just really it's a one of the things I loved was that they brought in Costa Kufis because, yes. in my opinion, looking at Cully Stein. He is Costa Kufis. Like, he's everything you want. He's, the way he could develop is going to be, end up like Costa Kufis. So if he just plays like him, I think that would be great. Yeah, um, yeah, he's obviously a super athletic guy. Um, 
should be fun to watch him like run down the floor with Darren Carlson, especially with Carl's up to tempo offense. I mean, yeah, like we, we can't really expect much from a defense at the beginning of the year, or like in his rookie season at all, just because it's such a big jump from college to the pro ball. But I'm really excited to see just the crazy stuff that he does on the court. Yeah, I think overall it's probably going to be a, an interesting, possibly difficult transition. But, I mean, in terms of our purposes, like, I think he's going to have a lot of very exciting moments uh, with Rondo. Rondo's going to pick pick people out. You know, that's just what he does is, is set people up. And Rondo loves to play up-tempo, and that's what Willie, Willie Cauley-Stein loves to do. Like, I can see Rondo and Willie, like, really connecting on offense, um, just leaking out, Rondo hitting him with, with lead-ahead passes. I think that could be a, a fun combination, and he'll probably have, like, some ridiculous blocks uh, as well. But, yeah, overall, it's probably going to be not, like, a super impressive season. I, but I think he should be good, and I, I think he's going to have a really long career um, as a very solid player for them. So... I think, obviously, we have to talk about Rondo. I just mentioned him <laughs> last year with the Mavericks. This was a complete disaster. That's, there's nothing else you can say. He didn't even play in their final playoff game. Like They just basically told him to, to take a seat. The players voted to not give him the playoff money. <laughs> like, do you realize how awful a teammate you got to be yeah. able to make that happen? He, yeah, it it's, everything was bad. He didn't fit in with, with the coach. He didn't fit in with the team. He wasn't playing well on the court. And now he has to take a one-year deal with Sacramento. It's, he's on like sort of a redemption tour. And I I mean, I'm all in on Rondo. I'm a Rondo guy, obviously. But what do you guys think he fits in in Sacramento? Is this the beginning? Like, is this the end for Rondo? Is, or is this a year where he reasserts himself as as an important point guard in, in the NBA landscape. Well, I, I think um, definitely the fit in Dallas, I mean, it wasn't really a fit at all because Monte Ellis is such a ball-dominant uh, off-guard and Rondo needs the ball to create because he can't shoot at all. But I think, especially in uh, George Carl's system where the point guard is so like so important, George Carl loves his point guards. Like he loves Andre Miller, all the, all the other guys that he's had. And I think he can really, he can really shine again, like he did back in Boston. George Carl managed to make Ty Lawson. I think Ty Lawson is really good, but I think George Carl made Ty Lawson even better than a point guard that he was. Like he made Ty Lawson look like one of those fringe superstar kind of point guards. <laughs> and considering that Rondo was already kind of a fringe superstar point guard when he was healthy before the knee injury in Boston, I think that Carl could definitely get that out of him if everyone, if all the pieces mesh together really well and, you know, it doesn't blow up in everyone's face because this is also a really bad environment between three massive egos and Carl, <laughs> Rondo, and Cousins that could just explode and go horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there's de- there's definitely a, a high p- potential for this to just completely blow up in the Kings face but I mean that's pretty much like you can say that about almost everything they do I mean they might trade cousins like that's that uh that would that would be a disaster as well 
Do you guys think that this is just a one-year thing and Rondo will use this as like a stepping stone to go sign with a longer-term deal with someone else? Or can you see Rondo and Boogie like becoming a partnership that lasts a few years? I mean, given Boogie stays in Sacramento. If they, if it goes really, really well, I could see him choosing to resign. Because remember, Rudy Gay's reputation was kind of at an all-time low when he went to Sacramento, and they managed to revive his career, even though, in my opinion, Rudy Gay was always a very good player, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Rondo is a, Rondo's a good player who's history of injuries, and that's been an issue for him. So... I think knowing that he might, if he has a good season, he might take the long-term contract knowing that, like, my career could fall off at any point. I should stay in a situation where I'm being successful. Yeah, um, like you said, I, it really depends on the attitudes and how they deal with that. I mean, as a fit on the floor, I think it works. Um, they could be fun running pick and rolls and stuff like that, but... It all comes down to their egos and how much they want to give and take in terms of the relationship. Yeah, it's. We'll obviously see how that goes, but. I mean, I don't think the Kings are going to be a great team, but like I'm all in on the Kings. Like I love this roster, not. I don't know that it's necessarily going to work, but, like I'm definitely watching, watching them on league pass like at least a couple of times a week. I think this team's going to be so much fun. They've been one of my go-to late-night league pass teams for a while now because DeMarcus <coughs> Cousins is really fun. Rudy Gay is really fun. Yeah, you're like Rudy Gay's biggest fan. Even so, Rudy Gay <laughs> is a fun player when he's playing well, and he's played really well in Sacramento. You're the, only, you're the only person on Twitter who enjoys watching Rudy Gay play basketball. That is not true in the slightest. <laughs> Rudy Gay is a fun basketball player because he can hop out of the freaking gym and throw down some windmill dogs. Rudy Gay for life, man. <laughs> Anyways, Costa Kufa's going to be fun. Seth Curry's interesting. Ben McElmore's career should be interesting. Ben, how Ben McElmore will respond to this whole situation should be interesting because he kind of came into a weird one where he was a very high option. Now that they have Rondo, Cousins, Gay, and... Uh, other options to go to on offense that might the reduced role might help him. Yeah, and he's gonna be facing like I can definitely see Bellinelli just being their starting shooting guard at some point this year. Well, I wouldn't like that. I'd prefer Macklemore because when Macklemore's playing well, he plays really well. Well, yes, I. I mean, obviously, I think the Kings would prefer Macklemore too, but um, you know, he's not been he's not been uh, the player everyone kind of hoped and expected he would become out of college. It's been a rough transition for him. But, yeah, uh, I guess I also, you... No, like, go ahead. I don't want to see them go small this year. Um, like looking at the roster, I think a lineup with, like, Collison, Rondo, Macklemore at the three, even though he's a little small and gay at the four with Cousins, I, I think that would be a really fun lineup. They could just run and get out in transition, and Cousins could just trail, so then... Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to most, I think. Yeah, the they, Kings are really good when Rudy Gay is playing at the floor. They have a lot of fun combinations where, like, you could play Collison and Rondo together. Like, 
you could play Willie Collie Stein and like I don't know Cousins and Rudy Gay like all at the same time. I it's gonna be really cool to see what they do because there's a lot of different fits there and like I don't know. I just I'm I'm all in on the Kings. I don't really think they're gonna be a great team like record wise, but I think they're gonna be really fun and enjoyable to watch. What is it? Cousins and Kufus on the floor at the same time get the three. That'd be like a huge lineup. Like I don't. Know, maybe you do that against like the Grizzlies or something. I could see them doing that day one. <coughs> like that'd be like Kufus can move without the ball. Dude moves fast. Yeah, I just Jason Thompson you, last year, and he's a pretty big guy as well. I mean, they're not really like super similar players, but I mean, it's doable. Um, and obviously. Obviously, a big loss that we didn't mention in the front court, Ryan Hollins, no longer <laughs> on the squad. Did uh, apparently we ju- we just found this out a few minutes ago, but apparently Ryan Hollins played forty six games for the Kings last year, and he, he had nine five. starts. Nine starts, according to Basketball Reference. Nine. Yeah. I misread that. Oh my god. <laughs> he he That's shot. Oh okay. Yeah, Ryan Hollins apparently was on the Kings last year and is no longer on the Kings. But uh, <laughs> you guys have any any final thoughts on the Kings basketball experiment? If they just make Rudy Gay the number one, the number two, the number three, and the number four, and the number five option, they won't make the NBA Finals. I don't know. I don't think they're as big of a disaster, or they won't be as big of a disaster as they've been thought to be. I mean, they're not—they're not gonna be great, obviously, and their front office is still kind of whack. But I mean, George Carl's a good coach. This is a halfway decent roster. They can—they can do some stuff. Yeah, as long as as long as they keep Boogie around, which I mean, Jesus, like, why would you not? That's insane. But mm-hmm. if they keep him around and the whole like chemistry doesn't just completely blow up in their faces. I mean, they're they're not going to make the playoffs because the West is so deep. But I mean, they're going to be a tough team. Like people aren't going to want to play them. They have a lot of talent. Boogie obviously is like a twenty twenty and ten guy without a doubt. Like I mean, this is a talented team, and I think they're going to be you know probably up in that you know that ten or eleven range in the West. You know, maybe on the fringe of the playoff race, but but never really a threat to make it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to watch this team. Rondo on his redemption tour, coming back to glory. One of the NBA's best point guards, reclaiming his throne. That's a wrap. Yeah, shout out Quincy AC, member of Ekpe's book club. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a wrap on the Kings. That was uh, Chris and, and Tyne. A.K. Ryan, with it with us today. Here's our boy DJ Las Latino on the intro music. Oh, what are we gonna do now? Outro music. This is the end of the show.